this is WTM Watch This Movie. What? How you doing? Oh, good for you. Oh, wait. I ain't drinking up. First, you gotta do the Trump shuffle. Obviously, you're not a golfer. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. W-G-M. Watch this movie. And we're back. Oh, we're <laughs> trying again. Yep, this is like the eighth time we've tried to record this. <laughs> it's actually two and a half times. Yeah. We're just two. <laughs> part, part one, take two. Yeah. We did part two twice. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, whatever. But I I think we want to, well, let's introduce the show. This WTM Watch This Movie. Let's just do it. I'm Eric Mulder. So he says, wrecked him, damn near killed him. And the other guy is Mr. Positivity, Brett. Chicken Zippers! And I, th- I think we want to start off with a, a bit of a trigger warning on this, <laughs> which we probably should have said when uh, we first announced the movie that we we're going to talk about, because Citizen Toxie, the Toxic Avenger Part 4, pushes the envelope of political incorrect humor. Yeah, it's definitely the most non-PC film I've ever seen. <laughs> it. It makes fun of, let's see if we can hit all the things that it makes light of. School shootings. The mentally handicapped. The physically handicapped. uh, Minorities. Hate crimes. Nazis. uh, Rape. uh, What else? LGBTQ community? Yep, that. Christians. Uh, pretty much, if you're a human being, you will be <laughs> offended at some point. Yep. Uh, so keep an open mind and just know that it's in poor taste, but un- all in good fun. Well, the thing is, yeah, they should keep that in mind, but we really hope you only listen to this if you've actually seen the movie. Yeah. Because, I mean, you have to be a fan of The Toxic Avenger to get to part four. I mean, you don't have to watch two and three because I didn't, but yeah. you at least have to watch one. Well, I, I think even if you jump in right to number four, they do a recap of what happens because the first one is an origin story. So, like, if you just want to, you know, if, get the um, Sparks Notes version of it and, uh, you know, how he became the Toxic Avenger and then get right into action... You could start with number four. But if you're more interested in seeing the whole development uh, from mild-mannered Mott Boy to yep. Toxic Avenger, then the first one is your movie. If you like James Gunn uh, speaking in a... Doing uh, his this, doing his best um, Stephen Hawking imitation yeah, without a voice box. Without a voice box, and if he was just... Mentally or physically disabled, with uh, mostly and speech, and he's in a chair. But well, he, he's uh, he's definitely got the the uh, physical disabilities of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he talks like this. Though. Yeah, yeah. I think that's supposed to be a a symptom of the physical of the Lou Gehrig's disease or whatever he had. <laughs> 
But he's also kind of rapey. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so. so, I mean, those tweets that he sent out, they aren't too far away from this, I suppose. Yeah, like if if you had seen his work in this movie, and I know he, he either wrote or directed at least one other movie under the trauma um, banner. So I assume that that one probably is uh, a similarly uh, similar humor in it. Uh, so you probably weren't that shocked yeah. by it. Yeah, I, I definitely I like the first Toxic Avenger quite a bit. This one is a little much for me. Uh, I still found some things pretty damn funny. I like the Scar the uh, Sklar brothers a whole lot. Yeah. All their bits are pretty great. There's a shocking amount of cameos by pretty well-known people in here. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that in a second when we go over the cast. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it just gets to be a little much when there's too much shit. <laughs> That was a big turnoff for me with uh, yeah. Tim and Eric's is it a billion dollar movie. I think so. Yeah, I didn't even. I don't even think I got to that part. In that, yeah, movie. there's like a group of kids, like shitting diarrhea shit into a tub, like <laughs> synchronized. What? Yeah, that's yeah. I don't think I got that. It's one of the only it. movies I ever turned off. Same here, and I don't like. I said that was probably you probably got further than I did. And I like Tim and Eric for the most part. I mean, I didn't watch Tim and Eric all that much, but I liked uh, Steve Brule, Dr. Steve Brule, and they yep. would be on there as some other characters from that show because mm-hmm. it was kind of a spinoff of Tim and Eric. Yeah. But, uh, and hey, I liked him in uh, Us. <laughs> yeah, he was great in Us. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was Tim, right? Surprised. Tim Heidecker? Yep. Yep. He seems to get a lot more work than Eric does. Yeah. Which, I don't know, maybe it's his good looks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, should we go over the details or anyone, any, any more setup? I don't remember what we had for setup the first time we recorded this. So, uh, let's just get into details. All right. So, Citizen Toxie, colon, The Toxic Avenger 4. Yep. Came out in 2000. was directed by Lloyd Kaufman. It was a trauma regular, pretty much does all their stuff. <laughs> so I this movie was at Cannes and uh Yeah, I can't believe it was at Cannes. I, That's nuts. Apparently trauma used to be at Cannes all the time and now they're not. Because I saw Maybe it was because of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> well I, I just in the last week I saw people were tweeting about uh was it Kate Blanchett, I wanna say Somebody like her, or maybe it's Tilda Swinton. I don't know. One of, one of them. <laughs> they blend together. <laughs> it might have been Tilda Swinton. But they said that uh, they missed having trauma at uh, Cannes, and then they said something about having like dozens of people dressed up like giant penises walking around and kind of bugging people. Mm. And that doesn't happen anymore. So. <laughs> um. Also, uh, just in the last week, Lloyd Kaufman, who directed this movie, among other, he's kind of the head guy at Troma, mm-hmm. he uh, he put out a video on Vimeo talking about how the monetization of independent content on YouTube and Amazon is kind of putting independent filmmakers and content creators in general out of business because they're 
being demonetized for not being uh, acceptable for all advertisers. Yep. Or they're being... Not up to their code of standards. Yeah, right? or they're being run off the platform for certain uh, violations, but big budget studio films that feature the same content type, you know, type of content, mm-hmm. get to, to be on there and be monetized. Yep. So... Kind of a double standard. It's an interesting watch. You should go... Check that out. Yeah, you tweeted that out, right? Yep. Check so, that out at Positively Wolf One. It's probably buried by now, but scroll through. Yep. See all my other tweets. So continuing on with the details, uh, starring uh, David is it Matty Matte Maddie? Probably Maddie. David Maddie is the Toxic Avenger and Noxious Offender. Clyde Lewis is Toxie. Now, why is there two Toxies again? I think one does the voice. Okay. If you do the see all on the cast and crew, I think there's more details. Yep, voice for Clyde Lewis. Uh, Heidi Surgeon Sherson as Sarah and Claire. Paul Kermsey as Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, and Evil Kabuki Man. Mm-hmm. Joe uh, Fleischaker. Is Chester and Lardass. Dan Snow is Sergeant Kaczynski. Michael Budinger is Tito. Lisa Terazakis is Sweetie Honey. Barry Briscoe is Pompey. Uh, Debbie Rashon as Miss Wiener. Ron Jeremy is Mayor Goldberg. Corey Feldman is Sarah's gynecologist. As Kinky Finkelstein. Credited as. Yeah, a lot of the cameos have fake names in the credits. Yeah. Uh, Trent Haga as Tex Diaper. Mark Torgel as Evil Melvin. Rick Collins, uh, Police Chief. Mitch Cohen as Lucifer. Bill Wheaton's The Abortion Doctor. I go through some cameos. Uh, Stan Lee is the uh, prologue and epilogue narrator. Yep. He's credited as Peter Parker. Uh, James Gunn is Dr. Flem Hawking. <laughs> Hank, the angry drunken dwarf, as God. I don't really know him from anything. I think he... I'll look, but I think he's on... Yeah, he's a Howard Stern character. So uh, Jason Randy Sklar is the uh, Action News anchorman. Lemmy Kilmeister's in there, the uh, lead singer of Motorhead. Uh, and Eli Roth is there right next to him. Yep. Yeah. Is that about it for cameos? That's all I can think of right now. All right. Storyline. The Toxic Avenger must defend his friends from his own evil alternate universe doppelganger, the Noxious Offender. So this one starts off by just kind of saying, essentially, two and three don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stan Lee doing the, the voiceover. Uh, kind of, yeah, like you said, he recaps... The first one, and then he apologizes for two and three. Yeah. He says, well, here's the real sequel. A real get. Considering all the Marvel movies he cameoed in these days, how much money he... I mean, he just recently passed, but... um, Yeah, 2000, he probably was not a hot commodity. Probably wasn't too hard to get. Not as much. I mean, he was in Mallrats. That's all I can think of before 2000. Yep. 
And I think we had looked it up the first time we recorded this. Sorry, you you missed the the A show. Yeah, you know we got some B roll for you. <laughs> but uh, there was a uh, so Toxic Avenger. They made a children's TV show about it in the early '90s called The Toxic Crusaders, mm-hmm. or is based off of it. And then uh, I believe Marvel partnered with them to make a Toxic Avenger comic book, which didn't last very long. But that appears to be the connection there between Stan Lee and Troma and the Toxic Avenger specifically, is that he was probably involved in that deal when they did the uh, the comic book. Yeah, it looks like Stan Lee did a lot of narration work. In the 80s, with The Incredible Hulk and Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends uh, TV movie. He was in an episode of Muppet Babies. <laughs> in a movie called The Ambulance as a Marvel Comics editor. Fantastic Four animated series. Then Mallrats. Then another episode of Incredible Hulk. Spider-Man, the animated series. Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. And then he got his first cameo in a Marvel movie, X-Men. 2000 okay so that was a hot dog vendor that was kind of the same time this movie came out yep so uh right before all his shit just skyrocketed yep especially with spider-man yep so yeah from there we got to uh the tromaville school for the very special and it's take a mexican to lunch day yeah (laughs) (laughs) And uh, when they say very special, you kind of know what you expect from. Yeah, I'm surprised they even said very special. I thought it would just be school for the retards or something like that. Yeah. That's what it would say, like, in writing. I suppose it's just a uh, kind of a a dig at PC culture. It's like they're mentally retarded, but you're just going to call them special. But they're really, you know, disabled. So, (laughs) yeah. And we'll call them very special. Uh, and the diaper mafia busts in, guns ablazing. Well, not ablazing, but brandishing guns. Brandishing guns and their cannons, if you know what I mean. Hi oh the ladies yep. are flopping it around all over the classroom. Yeah. Getting all the boys excited. Although one of them was uh Tito was already jerking off. Tito was jerking off to over fifty magazines. <laughs> And he's Tito has teenage angst. <laughs> he's he's retarded and he's angst filled. Yeah, uh, he's a rebel and a loner. Keeps uh, on having to ditch the classroom to get to a janitor's closet and go shoot up more heroin. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, and what you alluded to with the uh, the cannons, if you will. Um, so I watched a behind-the-scenes documentary uh, called Apocalypse Soon, The Making of Citizen Toxie. Mm. Uh, and they had some interesting things in there. They they only focused on a couple of different scenes. Yeah. Uh, and this opening scene was one of them. And the so there's a porn star that they cast who goes by the name of Belladonna. Mm. And, I didn't even recognize her. Not that I would. <laughs> And uh, so her her role in the scene is she takes her tits out and starts smashing them on Sweetie Honey's head. 
and like the actress that played Sweetie Honey kept complaining about how like how hard she was getting hit and how many times they had to do it. And Those things are heavy, dude. How she got a headache by off of it. But then Belladonna is sitting there bitching about, you know, she'll never work with Troma again. I didn't, you know, I came here to be a star and a mainstream actress <laughs> and a Troma film. You know, and. Uh, if they're going to have me take my tits out and hit somebody with them, I could, you know, go back to work in Porto and make some real money. Mm-hmm. And the the person filming the documentary says, well, what, how did your uh, your audition go? Like, what scene did you do for that? And she's like, well, I did like a strip tease and then I hit somebody with my tits. <laughs> like, well, that was your, your audition, you know, like... <laughs> Did you really expect it to be different once you got out there and started filming? Did you expect to have like a a long soliloquy and a, you know a monologue and you know have this big dramatic role when your audition was to take your tits out <laughs> and hit somebody with them? <laughs> yeah. So I got a couple of Sklar Brothers clips here. They kind of go together, so I'll just play both of them, but. First one is uh, they kind of cut in to programming that's already ongoing with the news of this shooting at the School for the Very Special. Yes. We interrupt our coverage of the Smithville Home for the Elderly Massacre to bring you this very special report. Thank you. Well, folks, it looks like we've got another school massacre situation. You want to take this? I did the last three. The terrorist group in question, the, the Diaper Mafia, has taken the Tromaville School for the Very Special hostage. We're going to go live now to the Tromaville School for the Very Special, where our correspondent Cindy Tata is already questioning Tromaville Police Chief Newman about this very subject. And stick with us after the break, where our very own Josh Levitsky will share with us some of his mouth-watering recipes for butternut squash. Mmm. Oh, I like that. He's good. Isn't he good? All right. It's like living Martha Stewart. Isn't she still alive? <laughs> Make it, please. Chief Newman, what caused the diaper mafia to commit these horrible acts of violence? No comment. I can't believe this is happening in Tromoville, Sergeant Kaczynski. You ask me, these diaper mafia punks are doing the world a favor. What is the use of sending these retards to school in the first place? you notice in there you know people complain about how they cover school shootings these days yeah if you noticed when he introduced the segment he said well i did the last three so <laughs> you should take this one and then the other guy kind of groans um so yeah nothing really has changed in the last 20 years as far as that goes and then uh they also interrupted the uh, Smithfield Home for the Elderly Massacre. So there's just so many of them. There's just so many, and they're so overwhelmed with them, or they're just over them, I guess you would say. Yeah. But uh, stay tuned for a great. Was it butter? What butter? Butter nut, squash. Butter squash nut recipes or something like that. Yeah. He's like the living Martha Stewart. <laughs> Oh, good stuff. Isn't she still alive? <laughs> and this is before she even went to jail. 
Yeah, quite a few years before. <laughs> it was quite a while. She was in the clink for a year or two. Yeah, she was. Insider trading. Yep. <laughs> She's done hard time. I'm sure it was. I would laugh if they didn't put her in the kitchen. You know, <laughs> kitchen duty. You have laundry duty. <laughs> All right. Uh, then we get this next clip here. This is uh, this is when they talk about the Deborah Mafia have no current demands or something like that. Or they're yeah, they want the really real bikini news. Yep. To come in. The diaper mafia's demands have not yet been issued, and yet speculation has already begun as to the motivation behind the senseless attack on the mentally feeble student body. What do you think, Rand? I'm going to have to go with the heavy metal music on this one, Jason. Ah, interesting. But what about that best selling video game, Kill All the Retards? Could be a factor, could be a factor here, Jason, but we cannot forget about the rap music. Very popular with the kids. I personally am not a fan of rap music. I think you could put a C in front of rap and call it, you know what? Well, I don't think you need to go that far. Not a fan. I think you're going too far. Not a fan. All right. I think you established that. You know what I think the worst part is that we'll never know. But that won't stop me from casting my final vote for violence in the movies. Well, it certainly couldn't be violence in the news. Oh, God, no. We may broadcast death and tragedy, but this newscaster knows in his heart, and I think you'll back me up. I will back you up. We would never glorify it. So if you notice, the uh, the one police officer is Sergeant Kaczynski. Mm-hmm. And uh, you find out later, his first name is Ted. Ooh, the Unabomber. Which is the Unabomber. So a lot of hot shit uh, being spoofed in this <laughs> movie. A lot of hot topics. And he, he turns out to be a Nazi. And kind of throughout the movie, he becomes more and more Hitler-like. Yep. Which, you know, is a little taboo. He's got that Adolf mustache. But you're already parroting Columbine, so. And why not? Might as well go all in. So the really real Bikini News team shows up. Yeah. But little do we know, it's actually Toxie in his costume. Yep. (laughs) Toxie has disguised himself as a tall bikini model. Mm -hmm. And, uh,. He's there with his warden sidekick, Lardass, who is disguised himself as a cameraman, and he just puts a mask on like he's you couldn't figure out who he was. Yep. And so uh, they start taking care of the diaper mafia. Yep. Large fight ensues. A lot of uh, decapitations and disembowelments <laughs> and yes, <laughs> it's the first of uh, a, a couple. Lot of shit. First of a couple pants shootings. Yep. Uh, the one diaper mafia member shits his pants, shits his diaper, I should say, and then Toxie smashes it in his face and then smashes his face. And yeah. then uh, he drives, uh, gives a pile driver to another guy to shove his head up his ass. It, yeah, and it's ironic because the guy kept asking everybody else if they had their head up their ass. Which is then covered in shit, of course. <laughs> Well, what else would it be covered in? It went <laughs> through his uh, torso and then up, out through his ass. Yep. It's uh, accurate, if anything. Yeah. This movie's <laughs> very accurate with its depictions of graphic loss of life. Yes, it is. <laughs> and how about that haircut on that guy? The big yeah, that circle. That big circle haircut. 
<laughs> Reminds me of uh, if you've seen the meme of that guy who he had a long beard, and then he had a the uh, monkey tail beard. Monkey tail. I don't know. It was like up top, like he has his bangs grown out, but it was kind of it wasn't an afro, but it was very had a lot of volume and it you could style it. So it looked like a crescent moon because hmm. his beard hair was oh, tied yeah. up to his top hair that was coming down. I think I've seen And it was that. just tied together by one strand of hair. <laughs> so it forms a perfect like crescent moon. Yeah. It was something. Yeah. <laughs> it's impressive. Yep. It's impressive. Well, the head uh, diaper mafia, he's had enough. He's He's ready to unload. He's got his machine gun. Somebody yells duck. I don't think he yells duck. Somebody yells duck and all the special kids. It was either Lardass or, uh, well, I guess it could have been the teacher or yeah. Toxie. But. And the, the kids all start acting like ducks mm-hmm. <laughs> as they get mowed down one by one by a machine gun fire. Yeah, so pretty much the only ones left are uh, so Sweetie Honey yeah. and uh, Tito's out in the... Jander's closet. Show yeah, up here. Find out he's with <laughs> this teen angst. <laughs> I'm a teenager. <laughs> um, he's got angst. The teacher is still alive, I think. Yep, and the teacher is pregnant. Yeah. So now, is that the gonna... same? I was wondering. Is this the same actress who does the uh, what the closed captioning or for the hearing impaired or whatever or I don't know. I didn't notice if they were the same or not. Yeah, thought she rec- I thought I recognized her as the teacher, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I I know there's a couple characters that, or a couple actors that play multiple characters mm-hmm. in the film. That's a pretty good bit when they do that, the picture in picture. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was take a Mexican to, to lunch day, so they strung up the teacher like a pinata. Yeah. And then they're going to hit her in the belly. Yep. But uh, anyways, the the head uh, diaper guy has a bomb attached to him. And it's set to go off if his heart stops. But Toxie can't help himself. He's got those traumatons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he just starts, he puts his hand in his chest and just starts pulling organs out. And then he realizes what he's done, and then he starts trying to put him back in. Yeah, which is pretty hilarious. Uh, then we get to uh, five seconds on the clock. Yep, T minus five seconds. So just before Toxie has a laundry list of things to accomplish within those five seconds, uh, Lardass decides he's gonna start spreading it with peanut butter so he can eat it. <laughs> he's gonna to save the, day. the bomb. He's gonna save the day. But Toxie has to run home, pregnant his wife. Yes. Uh, listen to her bitch at him for a little while about saving these special needs kids. Yeah. And not she's... paying enough attention to her. Mm-hmm. And, and she's blind. Lunch. She's blind, mind you. Yep. So there's that. So they ham it up, too, with her blindness. Like, yep. she really plays it up. But, uh, yeah, she ends up packing his lunch for him, putting a pregnancy test a braille pregnancy test <laughs> on a sandwich and then uh she gives him a cup of her urine instead of apple juice because <laughs> she's blind and she's making lunch uh let's see 
So Toxie rushes back to the school. Still time on the timer. <laughs> Sorry, that reminds me of the Braille pregnancy test. So I think it was last year. Do you remember the Baltimore Orioles wore those Braille jerseys? No, I don't remember that. Orioles was in Braille on their jersey. So just a bunch of dots. I don't know how that works. <laughs> yeah. Because it was a thing I saw on Reddit. Like, that's not how Braille works. It was like, so these people were discussing on Reddit, and there's a picture of these Oriole jerseys. And uh, everyone's like, you know, kind of talk about how ridiculous it is. They're like, what the fuck is the point of this? You know, blind people, they're not, they can't go touch the players. You know, they can't watch the game. What's the point of this? And some people are like, come on, guys. They're just, you know, they're bringing awareness, you know. <laughs> and uh, some guy's like, I really doubt that nobody's ever heard of blind people. And some guy wrote, I doubt the deaf people have ever heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's funny because in once they switch dimensions, which they're about to do, uh, Toxie runs into the bizarro version of his wife, and she's deaf. Yep. Switch disabilities. Definitely played for laughed laughs. Uh, so yeah, Toxie he's getting the teacher out and the the last of the students and uh, lardass. He's he's a little gassy. Yeah. A bomb makes him fart even more than he already was. <laughs> He's farting through the whole <laughs> As soon as he gets in there, just fart noises. There was a leftover diaper mafia member who was having sex with a, a student. Yeah. And uh, they decide they need to light up afterwards. They have, they have a little cigarette uh, to top it off. It ignites all the <laughs> gas and everything blows up and everyone dies except for Toxie, Tito, and Sweetie Honey. And... Uh, to explain what the hell is going on, we have uh, James Gunn because uh-huh. there's a good five minute sequence in here where it's like, what what is, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, because it it seems like somebody looking like the Toxic Avenger comes out of the school and he uh, rips the arms off the, <laughs> the po- chief of police, starts beating him with it. Stay back, everybody! He's armed. Yep, uh, Brett always loves a good pun. Love that line. Um, he's he's just. Disembol- uh, dismembering people He pulls one guy's tongue out yeah. Smashes a couple heads together Throws a little girl against a brick wall Kills most of the people there Meanwhile there's a Welcome to Tromaville sign population It starts at like 19,000 And mm. there's two guys Feverishly dropping the number As the body counts <laughs> Rise I think they lost At least 300 people Makes sense and then, meanwhile, the Toxic Avenger thinks he's coming out of the school, but everybody's yelling at him, and the police start chasing him, and Sergeant, who he thinks is Sergeant Kabuki Man, picks him up in his car, and they... they They're running a, from the police. They get a police chase, and Kabuki Man's like, asked him if the drug deal went bad, and he's like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. Why are we running from the police? <laughs> And in the midst of the police chase, they pass by an old lady with a walker trying to cross the street. An evil kabuki man can't pass up a chance to run over an old lady. Of course not. And uh, if you've ever seen South Park, Cartman's theory is correct. You do shit when you die. Yeah. It's 
the major theme throughout this film. A surprising amount, more than I thought, more than I remembered. Yep. But uh, and then that kind of leads into James Gunn's appearance as Flem Hawking, science noted science guy, obligatory exposition. <laughs> yeah. Here's that clip. What is going on indeed? The events which you are witnessing have proven my theories regarding the truly fragile nature of the space-time continuum. Nurse? Blackboard. As you can plainly see, for every dimension there exists a diametric opposite of that dimension. When two explosions of equal mass occur simultaneously, the barrier between Tromaville and its dimensional doppelganger in Mortville was weakened for a moment. This breach caused the Toxic Avenger and his evil opposite, the Noxious Offender, to enter each other's reality. Wow, that's pretty good for a shriveled up cripple who can't get it up. That is it, hell bitch. I don't need to take this shit from you. My erectile dysfunction has been resolved, see? Thanks to the modern miracle of penile implants, it merely takes a few squeezes of my scrotal bulb to bring my once flaccid member to a permanent state of tumescence. Now get over here and I'll show you shriveled. You're gonna love it! So he explains what's going on, and that kind of leads into the press conference, correct? Yeah, but I, uh, I want to mention this too. Um, Tito and Sweetie Honey got transported to Amartville too. Yeah. Although Noxious <laughs> Offender came by himself yeah. to Tromaville. Yeah. And I don't, I think they got separated from Toxie because uh, they're, they end up in a, a back alley somewhere in Amartville because they tried to go to Sweetie Honey's house and it's not there. Mm-hmm. And Tito doesn't have a house because he's a loner. Yep. And uh, Tito is trading Sweetie Honey for crack. And he's mad because he wanted a crack, rock, and a pipe. And they try to get him just the rock. Needs something to smoke it with. And uh, I will mention uh, the three actors in there are the three actors that were the Diaper Mafia. Yep. Well, apparently they were supposed to have different actors play those thugs in Amherstville. But they didn't show up. And uh, the three Diaper Mafia actors were also crew members. So they were already on set. So they just had them fill in and play I mean, the roles. It makes sense. You think everyone would have their opposites, their doppelgangers and the yeah. other side. Although you think maybe in Amartville they'd be nice people. Yeah. <laughs> That's what kind of throws off the uh, the whole thing. But not really. I'll forgive yeah. it. Yeah. Let's slide. It's low budget. Did you like this uh, line too? Tito says to Sweetie Honey, you are giving me a stomach ache and my brain. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
Actually, that's the scene where you find out that her name is Sweetie Honey, because Toxie's like, I've just been calling you Sweetie and Honey this whole time. I don't even know your name. She it's says, Sweetie it, Honey. Sweetie Honey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I think that leads up to their press conference. Yeah. All right, here's that clip. Look at everybody. Toxie saved me and my unborn child from the bomb. Toxie's a hero. Heroes don't double amputate police chiefs and hurl 12-year-old children into brick walls. Please, please, quiet down, folks. Let's get down to the Lord's work. We all saw the Toxic Avenger kill not only our beloved police chief, but innocent bystanders as well. So we've got to bring them in for questioning, not shot by some vigilante citizens group. Fear not, citizens. I've assembled the only team capable of bringing him in. Superheroes, united one and all, to protect Tromaville. And I thank God for it. Now to introduce them. First, please put your hands together and give the clap to the vibrator. Our next superhuman hero protects creatures in the ocean. Please give a warm Tromaville welcome to Dolphin Man. Unfortunately, there's not much water here, so Dolphin Man is pretty useless. But we have somebody stronger, more powerful, much better looking. What are they gonna bring out next? The cow that walks upright? Please welcome Mad Cowboy! Jesus Christ. Now, when rap superstar Master G and mild-mannered sex offender John Bader went into the same faulty elevator, little did they realize they would emerge as one man, a man who could fight crime with sheer repulsion and bad rhyming. Please give a warm welcome to the combined Master G and John Bader, Master Bader! not least, the man to beat the band, the creme de la creme, the greatest superhero of all, please welcome Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD! Thank you, Mayor. Thank you very much. Thank you. I just wanted to reassure every citizen of Fromaville that Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, can single-handedly that I can end Toxie's reign of terror. What a dumbass. Why, I can take him out with my heat-seeking chopsticks. Or, or I could suffocate him with my computerized 16-byte sushi. 
or burn them, burn them with my pyro projectile parasols. And I got many more to take them out. But I don't think that'll be necessary. Taxi will come in on his own. He was probably just having a bad day. We all have bad days. You know, maybe we don't go around ripping off the arms of the police chief and bash priests and cops in the head. Thank you. He's probably bipolar. Abraham Lincoln was bipolar. What did he do? He freed the slaves. So you see, if we just sit back, relax, everything will come to a peaceful kabuki conclusion. Thank you, kabuki man. Well, as you can see, Trumbaville is in very capable hands. This concludes our press conference at the moment you've all been waiting for, The Puppet Show. Yeah, Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD, is probably the second most known trauma character after Toxie. Okay, it seemed that way by the videos I saw on the uh, Trauma channel on YouTube. There was a bunch of them. It looked like he was either a hosting or hosting something on the red carpet of the avian awards yeah and, and i think i think they have a series there called kabuki man's cocktail corner okay because there was some in there i saw him with uh tilda swinton it looks like everyone is having a good time yeah. so it was like huh he's he's with some prestigious actors sometimes yep and i don't know when he became a alcoholic um he has his own movie from the early it's like 92 or 93 i want to say sergeant kabuki man nypd and it's the origin story of how he becomes Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. But I don't remember him drinking in that. So at some point between that and Citizen Talks, he, he became a an alcoholic. 1990 for Sergeant Kabuki Man, NYPD. Oh, was that early? Okay. Early 90s. <laughs> that, was a decent, that was a decent movie. I'd probably say Last Resort, but uh, it's... Uh, if you're a trauma fan, it's worth watching. Um, I did want to mention in that clip, Lemmy Kilmeister gets a line in there. Yep, from uh, uh, Motorhead, correct? Yep. He was the, uh, if you didn't know, he had the biggest collection of Nazi memorabilia <laughs> in all of the UK before he died. Huh. Just for historical curiosity, obviously. <laughs> But he has a line in the in that press conference clip about uh, he's groaning about uh, the first two superheroes, the Vibrator and Dolphin Man, and he's like, "What's next? The cow that walks upright?" And that's exactly what's next. <laughs> mad cowboy, <laughs> the mad cowboy shooting milk. <laughs> the master, uh, the masturbator was uh, that was something. <laughs> <laughs> he's. He's uh, fully loaded at all times, apparently. Especially later in the movie. He's got a quick trigger. And then there's one shot where you just see him just jerking the actual nozzle <laughs> that shoots the whatever white liquid they used. Yeah. Did you ever find out what they used? No, they didn't show that part in the... Uh, they didn't have him in any of the behind-the-scenes documentary. Um, they only focused on a couple of scenes. I see. Throughout that... Um, and that was not one of them. Here's a here's an actual little Sklar Brothers clip for you. Coming up at 11, Mayor Goldberg out toxie in. And our very own Josh Levitsky makes a run for the border. In his special piece about lesbians titled Strapping It On and Getting Up Over In There. Rooting around. 
know where I'm going to be at 11. Hey, that's appointment TV. Thank you. Um, back in Amherstville, Toxie has gotten away from Kabuki Man. He's dropped Tito and Sweetie Honey back at where his shack would be in Tromaville. Wait here. <laughs> and immediately Tito's like, I'm fucking leaving. <laughs> Ew, this apple juice tastes like pregnant lady piss. <laughs> 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 Very accurate, Tito. Tito is pretty hilarious. He's uh, he's self reliant. He's he's a strong, independent character. Yep. And uh, let's not overlook that, because that's probably lacking in a lot of movies starring special needs characters. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, Toxie, happens upon a hate crime. In progress, a black man being dragged by a pickup truck, driven by a couple of redneck white boys. And this is a direct reference of a 1998 murder of uh, James Bird Jr., which uh, apparently ruffled a few feathers in the town that they filmed it in. Hmm. They had a uh, newspaper article about how it... Brought back memories of the horrific dragging incident. Are you sure? I mean, they were really going for that, though, because, I mean, there's so many things in there. I mean, there's, I know there's a lot of fantastical kills, but there's some things that just happen in real life. Like, you can't tell me a car hasn't run over an old lady and killed her before. So here's the uh, the summary from Wikipedia. James Burr Jr. was a black man who was murdered by three white supremacists in Jasper, Texas, on June 7th, 1998. The three men dragged Bird for three miles behind a pickup truck along an asphalt road. Bird, who remained remained conscious throughout most of his ordeal, was killed about halfway through the dragging when his body hit the edge of a culvert, severing his right arm and head. The murderers drove on for another one and a half miles before dumping his torso in front of a black cemetery. So, in... Citizen Toxie, there's two white supremacists dragging him behind a truck on an asphalt road, and his arms, legs, and torso fall off, yep. leaving just a head. Mm. So Doesn't kill him, though. I think the similarities <laughs> are there. <laughs> Doesn't kill him. And, the, you know, they just got done spoofing Columbine. So yeah, I wouldn't put it past them. I think yeah, I suppose. it's pretty topical at the time and i wouldn't have thought that either uh until i saw uh last month one of the perpetrators john king was executed on april 24th 2019 for the murder so that's what uh kind of got me thinking that uh this is pretty obvious yeah uh reference there so there's that but uh, we do get introduced to the man who was being dragged. His name is Pompey. And uh, Toxie says, I'm sorry that you lost your body. And he says, well, a black man gets used to having no body behind him. <laughs> <laughs> so, more puns. But he gives Toxie a, a little uh, suggestion on how to get back at the white supremacist, which involves burning one of their faces on the truck engine until it turns black and then dropping him at a KKK rally. 
so he can get lynched. Works out well. So, spoofing hate crimes. Trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Are you still with us? (laughs) Have you turned it off yet? Oh, I'm sorry. I hope they're a fan of trauma if they're listening at all. I hope so, too. Hope you have an open mind. I mean... I mean, you love this movie. I'm not a huge fan, but I mean, I like Troma for the most part. I mean, I, I just I admire what they do with yeah. their shoestring budgets and the creativity they use sometimes. Now, I wouldn't say I endorse everything they do, but I support it more or less. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of nice seeing a production company that will push the envelope because yeah. everybody else is so concerned about offending anybody whether it's you know a large portion of the audience or just like a like one or two people cuz uh, i mean this was 2000 though so they probably i mean they need much bigger balls to pull off something like this today yeah than they would in 2000 i agree with that it was pre 911 brett <laughs> <laughs> well 2000 was still kind of the uh kind of in the heyday of when it was still cool to be politically incorrect like when that was the counterculture and uh political well, correctness still was, the counterculture now it's just not popular like <laughs> yeah political correctness was uh just starting to kind of gain steam and uh there was still a handful of people just kind of rallying against it yeah so uh let's see from there we meet chester who talks he calls lardass and he's like i resent that what is he he says something like i resent that uh implication implication or something he's like i'm just a guy who sits here gives out you know 50 cent blowjobs (laughs) he used to be a scientist but now he sucks cock for 50 cents or pastries (laughs) (laughs) here's a pie right and so in Amherstville, he was married to claire who is the doppelganger of Toxie's wife, Sarah. Yep. But Sarah, or no, I, I mean Claire, was taken into sex slavery by the noxious offender. Yeah. So, Which led him down his dark path into the alley. <laughs> yes. So Toxie has to go meet Claire, and he meets noxious offender's other sex slave, who's very eager. Yeah, because they keep on wanting him to rape them. <laughs> Which is like, okay, so you're role-playing here, but yeah, it's still rape because then she's like happy to go back with Chester when she f- is finally back with him. I think it's like she doesn't want to have sex with him, but like like he's broken her will. Yeah. Type it's of an noxious offender. She's got bruises all over her face and stuff. You know, he's been beating her. Mm-hmm. And then Toxie almost gets fucked in the ass. Uh, the other dude (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then uh back in tromaville the noxious offender has found himself in toxie's shack and he's uh he's brought a a girl to help him and sarah get it on is this before after the mayor's been killed this is uh right before okay because i have that i have this one and then the the mayor praying for a sign 
Because okay. I have the uh, quotes here. Uh, Is your chocolate starfish ready for my chunky dick snot? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very subtle. And then, uh, and then he also drops the line, I'd love to have your abortion. Who wouldn't? Which is uh, from Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> but it probably fits more in this movie. Yeah. Fight Club also from 99. So very topical. Yep. And then from there, the mayor, Goldberg, gets, uh, he's he prays for a sign from God. And did you notice there was a shadow of a cross over him during the whole time he's praying? Yep. yep. And then waving around. <laughs> and then the noxious offender puts it through his face. Yeah, that's pretty good. I got a clip here. It's kind of funny because it's done in like the old timey, uh, like what do you want to call it? The 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 news that people news would reel. get like before the they watched reel. movies. Yeah. So before television, when they saw a lot of the news or updates, especially in World War II, they would get updates about the war yeah. before they saw feature films. And there would be a little reel of, I don't know, 10 minutes of mm. news stories. And it's, a, it's a direct spoof of what this movie's title is referencing, Citizen Kane. Yeah. Citizen Kane, the main character, lived in a large epic estate mm-hmm. called Xanadu. Yep. And so... After the mayor dies, they're wondering what's going to happen with trauma do. <laughs> so here's a clip. Mayor Goldberg, Tromaville's liberal Kublai Khan, dead at 52. What is to become of trauma do? Trauma do. What will happen to the stately pleasure dome he built with the taxpayers' money? Trauma do. Where man and beast play. And women play with each other. Tromadu, haven to the artsy and to the fartsy. And who can forget the interpretive dancers? People are letting it all hang out at one of the famous Tromadu grotto parties. Look here, it's the Toxic Avenger, Tromaville's newest mayor. Mr. Toxie, how did you find cultural conditions in Tromaville? With great difficulty. <laughs> hey, Toxie, what do you make of this easy-on-the-eyes Jackson Pollock-esque painting here? Oh! Oh, well, I guess everyone's a critic. Look at these young lovers, enjoying the bounteous pleasures at Tromadu. I could die in these breasts. Bullseye! Cupid strikes again. And so does Toxie. That's what I call a facelift. Looking good, Toxie. At Tromadu, Toxie's always ahead in the polls. Or a pole in the head. Whoops-a-daisy. Uh-oh, the party's over, says Toxie. Wow. Oh. 
It looks like Toxie's really tuckered out. Uh, what's that on your face, Toxie? Nose blood. Yeah, I see uh, they have the clip in there with the grotto. Yeah. In the Playboy Mansion. So I saw Hugh Hefner in the credits. But the, he's not in the film, though, correct? His they, part was cut? They cut him out. In the end credits, there's a line. Let's see if I can find exactly what it says. Because Hugh Hefner like, agreed to the cameo, and he was like all gung-ho for it, and they filmed it. And then in the end credits, they have a extra special thanks. No thanks to Hugh Hefner, who has to be cut out of this film, and uh, Bill Clinton for plundering this big blue marble. No, that's not what I was looking for. It's basically Hugh Hefner's uh, attorney's request that he be cut from the film. They didn't want him associated with anything trauma. Hurt his image. Yeah. Yeah, so his attorney said he was unfairly coerced into the movie. But they still filmed at the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. So. That was the real grotto. Yeah. From what I could tell. Yeah, a lot of those (laughs) scenes. uh, It's all fun and games, and then uh, Noxie just starts (laughs) killing everyone. And then he's snorting cocaine. That's one of my favorite lines is he's snorting cocaine. He's like, "What's what's that on your face? Nose blood. <laughs> if you've seen Citizen Kane, you know what that is a reference to. You get it. Back in Amherstville, everybody's kind of gotten to the hot dog factory, which they're using human parts from the uh, plastic surgery store. Yep. Uh, including Pompey's head, because Toxia dropped him off to get a new body. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, all the evil heroes start coming in and uh, trying to fight Toxie. Evil Kabuki Man, Mad Cowboy. Uh, it's a big fight scene. The dolphin, dolphin dude, <laughs> dolphin man. Oh, and then uh, let's see, they end up putting up. Was it uh, Mad Cow in the? Uh... Yeah, the, they, the meat grinder. They put him in the grinder, yeah, and he starts coming out as uh, packaged meat, <laughs> <laughs> which is good. Uh, the Tromaville heroes decide to have a meeting. That doesn't end well because Noxie finds them and kills them all. Yep. Who's the one that does? Like Kabuki Man gets away, but is there's one hero that doesn't die? Is it? Uh, like one of them just doesn't die and. Keeps interrupting Noxie's uh, monologue. That was Mad Cow because he kept a murr. That's right, right. yeah. Murr. <laughs> <laughs> and then the and masturbator is just jizzing everywhere. Yeah, which was kind of gross. And it's finally bloodied. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so gross. Uh, Chester and Claire reunite. I got that next. Chester, who just had a customer, yep, who paid him in a single serve pie, yep. Chester spits out some mayonnaise. He says it. Yeah, it they they gave him mayonnaise packs to make it more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because he's like, "This is my brand too," you know, the, the real stuff, Hellman's real mail. And he's like, yeah, 
was hard to spit it out because I'm a, usually swallowing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice, too, when uh, Claire is talking to Chester, every time she says Chester, she just grabs her tits? Yeah. <laughs> That's the sign language for pretty Chester. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I did like some of the, uh, I guess, non-ADA uh, approved uh, sign language for the hard of hearing or deaf. Yeah, they had the the pop-up uh, picture in a picture for the interpreter. Half the time she didn't even do anything; she just stood there with her tits out. And this, the like the second or third time through, she's just smoking a cigarette naked, <laughs> <laughs> just like watching it. Just, you know, it is what it is. Uh. Yep, and then from there, I think I think you have a clip of uh, Sarah goes to the doctor to find out if she's pregnant. Yeah, Dr. Uh, Corey Feldman. <laughs> so here's the clip. You're pregnant! <laughs> That's wonderful, doctor! You're pregnant with two babies. Two babies? From what appears to be two completely different fathers. And that's preposterous! Oh. That must be good and evil. Right. Well, what can I do about that, Doctor? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, just like that. Thank you. What I have done is extracted the actual fluid from the feta eye inside your body. Huh? This is the good fluid. This is the evil fluid. You can tell because it's red. Mm-hmm. Now, is inside your body, you have to make a choice. Because these two right here, they're fighting, fighting, fighting. Uh-huh. One will win. And eventually, this is what it will look like. will be you. The choice is very simple and clearly yours. Either A, you can choose to explode, or B, you can choose to abort. Explode or abort? What does one do? (laughs) I'll have to think about that, Doctor. However, not too long, because actually you only have about two or three hours until this whole process takes place. Don't you think it's time you remove the thermometer from my behind? Well, let me check. <laughs> I did read that that uh, that nurse agreed to stand there completely nude for that scene if she got to say one line. <laughs> Her line was, do you think it's time to take the thermometer out of my behind yet? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was funny, too, because like, Sarah's there and... Uh, He's like explaining her what happens, and uh, she just balloons up right there. Yep. Like the gestation period for a toxic Avenger baby is very short. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a few hours, and all of a sudden it's already <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> so she's got to go have an abortion. Well, she's going to think about it. <laughs> but yeah, she pretty much it goes right to the abortion clinic. And after there's. That. Uh, there's some protesters out there. They have their choose life or die signs. Yeah. And their God hates fags signs. So that was also around the time there was a lot of those attacks in the nineties. There was a lot of you know, there was bombings and yeah. stuff like that going on, targeting abortion clinics or doctors. Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny the the receptionist was pretty sassy. Cause she kept trying to send people to 
the voicemail, and they didn't want a voicemail. Yep. The doctor wasn't available. There's also a sign on one of the, they had a coat rack with hangers on it when the sign said, uh, plastic hangers equals safe abortions. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, the abortionist ends up impaling his ass on one of the instruments and mm-hmm. ripping his intestines out rectally. Wrecked him? Damn near killed him. <laughs> it actually did kill him. He did die. So, uh, no abortion. Let's see. Uh, Chester figures out how to get back to Tromaville. Well, he's a genius. And it's uh, the same way you get home from Oz. Put on some ruby <laughs> slivers. Actually, they actually pull out the book, The Wizard of Oz. And like here in this scholarly text. <laughs> <laughs> So Toxie's got to put on his his red slip, his ruby slippers, and click them three times, and say, "There's no place like Tromaville." We still wearing a tutu all the way from the first movie. <laughs> he never loses it; it's mm. always on. So, uh, you know the clip for that. You may have to try this more than once. Interdimensional travel is not an exact science. You might find yourself in heaven, or you might find yourself in a 1970s gay porno set. Ready. Come on, Tito. Come on, Tito. Hop up. I'm not going. What do you mean you're not going? Tito, come on. We've got to go back to Tromaville. We don't belong here. I don't belong anywhere. But as long as there are people like evil Mabukumpagoopkaboopkeman running around... I must stay and protect the citizens of Amortville. I have become the retarded revenger. And don't forget about your sidekick, Pompey. The baddest, bodiless motherfucker in all of Amortville. I want you to have this in memory of Lardass. Make me proud. Actually, Tito, you've already made me proud. Oh, man. I will miss you. I'll miss you too, Tito. Yeah. Can I have my blanket? Ready? There's no place like Tromaville. There's no place like Tromaville. There's no place like Tromaville. So he ends up Back in the 70s gay porn film. Everything he said that might happen did happen. And then he goes to heaven. <laughs> heaven is a trailer park in New Jersey. <laughs> and God is Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf. Yep. Who I believe is a uh, Howard Stern character. Okay. I want to say that. I'm uh, familiar with Howard Stern, but not all of the characters, especially in the 90s. I know they had a lot of them. A bunch of them showed up on the WWF. Everyone remembers Beetlejuice. Yeah, Beetlejuice, I remember. He was on WWF a lot. Artie and Robin. (laughs) Not really (laughs) characters, but they had the prank call personalities. Yeah. Uh, Sal and uh, what was the other guy? I don't know. Gary, maybe? I didn't watch it or listen to it much, but I think that's where he's from. Okay. 
Correct us if we're wrong, people who were Howard Stern fans in the 90s. Yeah. Let's see. So they finally get back to Tromaville. Sarah's in the hospital, ready to give birth. Yep. Because it's just that quick. And the Nazis have taken it over. Sergeant Ted Kaczynski has uh, put all his minions in charge of keeping the Toxic Avenger away from Sarah. It is a very long fight that ensues. Yeah. Very <laughs> graphic, very bloody. Yeah. Very violent. But uh, he finally makes it through to Sarah's room, and we finally get to face off Toxic Avenger versus Noxious Offender. And that is also a very long fight. And I'm kind of combining all the fights here. Yeah. It's like a 20-minute sequence. <laughs> and it's interspliced with a fetus fight. Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty impressive. The doctor said one of them would win, so... Yep. Let's hope it's the good one. So they're fighting. Uh, and it's set to the Star Wars. It's basically a parody of uh, episode one. The mm-hmm. uh, is it Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul? Is yeah. that the one? Yeah, because yeah, ba- that came out in 99. Yeah, so it's basically a spoof of that fight. Yep. Meanwhile, their fetus... Babies are uh, choking each other with umbilical cords. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's one of the most absurd things you'll ever see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Noxie tries to rape Toxie. He's got a penile <laughs> implant, <laughs> which, which looks like a... How would you describe that? Uh, you know those like balloons that uh, like balloon men use to make animals and you know like they don't make it like a dog balloon right those long balloons mm-hmm. if you have one of those that's not used and put a little liquid in it because yeah. it's about that size but it's it, a long balloon but it's only like a five six inch long balloon but it turns into filled like, with water it turns like into a worm with teeth though well, I guess that, I, I thought you were just trying to describe the physics of the penile implant. No, I, I mean, like, when he's got it out and re- uh, ready to go and trying to stick it in. Yeah. And it's got teeth and it's biting. Yes. That it is. That was interesting. Uh, another peculiar-looking member was Kabuki Man's member, which was exposed earlier when he he stumbled into, uh, so it would have been Toxie's house. We forgot to mention that <laughs> Kabuki Man drunkenly stumbles into Toxic Avengers shack to take a piss. Mm-hmm. He thinks it's the hospital. Yeah, and then he sees uh, Sarah with her tits out, laying in the bed, tied up. Yep. And he drunkenly stumbles over and on top of her, having forgotten to put his dick away. Yeah, and he's trying to untie her, but he passes out (laughs) as he's doing so. And it's good that you mentioned that, because that's foreshadowing. (laughs) So, Because Noxious Offender was already there having his way with her, and he was going to kill her or abort the baby, one of the two, before... uh, because uh, 
Ted Kaczynski came knocking to, at the door. Yeah. I brought know. his attention elsewhere. It's it's pretty fucked up. Uh, but anyways, big duel at the end. Toxie wins because he's real and the noxious offender, as we find out, was just a plastic surgery job. And he's really evil Melvin. Yeah, because I noticed he wasn't really having radioactive effects on people when no. he was touching them. And he, uh, they got the actor who played Melvin in the first movie. Yeah. They did ask him why he didn't do the, the sequels, the previous sequels. And I think he said he asked for like 50 bucks or something. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no. I'm like, no, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so evil Melvin shows up. And he tries to rape Toxie, but he gets uh, thrown through the window into a vat of toxic waste, <laughs> which looks really familiar. Yep. They just reuse the clip from the first movie. <laughs> that kind of wraps it up. Uh, from there, Sarah has her babies. Yep. Well, she has her baby. She thinks there's one left because they killed the evil Noxic offender. Noxic. You ever have that word you can't get? Noxious offender, baby. But then, surprise, surprise, there's another one. And it looks just like Sergeant Kabuki Man. NYPD. <laughs> 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 um, oh. After that, there's a uh, public service announcement. I love how they freeze frame, but it doesn't. It's not really freeze frame. Everybody just freezes. <laughs> yeah. And then Kabuki Man's still like. Lurking around, <laughs> getting out of there. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, a public service announcement by uh, you were saying it's Lloyd Kaufman, but so they're saying Stanley narrated the beginning, and it does say end in the so credits. So Stanley but, Stanley's doing the narration, but Lloyd Kaufman's the actor in it. Yeah, the director, you know, producer of these and his fine films of trauma and his tidy whities which appear to be stuffed. He also has a doppelganger himself in there <laughs> with mustache and black eyebrows. Yeah. So it's. And then don't forget to recycle your cans and bottles. Very important. Due to the depletion of the ozone layer and the careless dumping of hazardous nuclear waste, thousands of people find themselves trapped in an evil parallel universe every year. And the numbers are rising. This film is respectfully dedicated to all those who have lost their lives facing down their own evil doppelgangers. So, if you find yourself thrust into an alternate reality, look to the horizon. One hideously deformed creature of superhuman size and strength will be there. Yes, dear Rita, he'll be there. He's the Toxic Avenger. And please, don't forget to recycle your bottles and cans. Uh, anything else? There is a, a post credit sequence with the Sklars are back again. Yep. Josh Levinsky's got a new... Uh, <laughs> He's always got a new something new, new feature at 11. It's appointment television, Brett. <laughs> All right, you uh, want to get into some fun facts and some crazy credits if you have any of those? Yeah, you want to do the fun facts, I'll do the crazy credits. 
Okay. Hey, everybody. Here's some fun facts. Uh, so some of these are just going to be trauma-centric. But uh, Gil Breton makes a cameo as Warren from Class of Newcomb High, uh, another movie by Lloyd Kaufman. That, that's a decent movie. Um, I've never seen it. So throughout the credits, they have just different random things that they put in there, just blurbs. So they have, uh, how did they do that to achieve the illusion of exploding a school filled with special students? The effects wizard just blew up a warehouse filled with special students. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. Uh, in one of the first scenes, uh, Tex, leader of the diaper mafia, says in one scene, all right, you fucking retards, drop your tacos or I'll blow your brains out, which is a reference to what Leroy said in the Toxic Avenger, the first one. Which was, all right, everybody, drop your tacos or I'll blow your brains out in that restaurant. <laughs> yeah. So. What's interesting about that one is they, the character who says that legitimately only had one arm in real life. And in that movie, Toxie rips his arm off and beats him to death with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, film fact, this is one of the credits. Did you know that in Filipino, based on Tagalog... The native language of the Philippines, the phonetic translation of the Toxic Avenger is, where are you going with my goat? <laughs> Here's a fun fact. Uh, David Matty is 6'10", making him the tallest actor so far to play Toxie. And uh, director Joe Lynch was working at Troma at the time and began developing the script, uh, but he lost his job before the movie went into production. Lynch suggested that Guar frontman Dave Brocky should play Toxie, and everyone was on board with this plan, but Brocky was on probation and was therefore unable to leave his home state to shoot the film. <laughs> that might put a damper on things. Here's another fun fact. Alternate titles for Citizen Toxie. One, I asked for more nachos. Two, are you there, God? It's me, Mason. Three, Shakespeare and Locks. Or four, Waco the Musical. <laughs> Oh, here's here's a James Gunn one here. I'm sure, maybe I don't know. Just saying. Film terms: A best boy is a prepubescent boy who fellates the director and pay, is paid with candy. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't imagine where James Gunn would get those tweets from. <laughs> I mean, those ones that are came out like eight years later. Yeah. Uh, Thirty gallons of blood were used in the hospital scene. And that is a scientific fact. Yeah, that they used a lot of blood in that scene. Uh, best boy. So these are uh, credits in the movie. Uh, the end credits. Best boy was credited as Hugh G. Rection. The DVD vid- videographer was Brian Spitz. Uh, Prince and Swallows and Prince uh, drunk on rough chucking water balloons was credited as Doug Sackman, doggy style, credited as Michael Trundle. Uh, expert masturbator at mix was Lloyd Kaufman. Uh, so Mitch Cohen, who played Toxie in the original Toxic Avenger, makes a cameo as a racist, uh, as the racist who was lynched by the KKK after Toxie gives him blackface. That's right. I almost forgot about that. Uh, any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental and entirely pitiable. 
It says here, uh, before the film's world premiere, a decision was made to leave the World Trade Center in the opening narration despite the 9-11 attacks taking place a month earlier. This decision was applauded by the crowd, <laughs> yeah. which is weird because... So I mean, it was made, or I'm sure there was some early release in 2000 and then I, a world premiere. I think they showed it at Cannes. I think they did a couple festivals like that and then they they had a wide release which i was kind of surprised so at spain is the first place in the sitges uh film festival october 2000 netherlands was next in april 01 can france can and may 15th 01 then japan then united states november 2nd so just over well damn near two months yeah uh, any unauthorized duplication, distribution, exhibition of this photo play may result in criminal prosecution as well as uh, civil liability and will tell your mommy. Ooh. Here's a fun fact. Film fact. Did you know a frozen pizza cooked on the center rack of the oven yields the crispiest crust possible? Yum. <laughs> uh, famous movie quotes. After you finish that cheeseburger... Go fuck yourself. Sense and sensibility. Yep. I haven't seen that one, but it sounds about right. Did you know, even though Citizen Toxie was cut digitally, conventional razor blades were used by the editors to slit their own wrists? <laughs> uh, I don't have any more fun facts. Uh, I got one more. Fun fact. Although no animals were harmed in the making of this film, three midgets and Bert the craft service guy were burned while he was cooking his famous fajitas. Mm. Those were all in the credits. So if you want to stay for the credits, check for those and then stay for the extra Sklar Brothers. There you go. So what do you think? Citizen Toxie. It's something. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it really is. It's it's definitely a uh, a niche demographic. Yeah. I can already tell you compared to this film I'm going to I'm going to love Human Tornado next week. <laughs> Human Tornado is a little tamer. Yeah. Uh a little more focused, I think. Yeah, I I'd give Citizen Toxie a last resort. You'd probably give it a eventually, right? Probably, it's it's. I I really like it, but it's probably last resort for the vast majority of people. Yeah, I mean, I could see why people would be turned off by it, like right from the get go. Yeah, like if you can't get through the first like two or three minutes, just shut it off because it doesn't get any better. Yeah, I, now that you've listened to an hour, my and first many the first note I wrote down was three minutes in. What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> Bring a Mexican to lunch day. Tard school is interrupted by gun wielding bad guys <laughs> and diapers. You don't even put the in diapers thing. No, that's yeah. This wrote very on PC. Citizen Kane parody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. uh Definitely not for everybody. If you made it through this episode, thank you for listening. If you watched the movie and made it through the episode, you're my kind of person. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, next week, we'll probably release a recently seen episode, possibly the Humor Tornado, or if not next week, then the week after, uh, which will uh, 
probably in the recently seen episode where we will announce our summer theme mm-hmm. for a string of summer episodes. Uh, but until then, you can follow us on Twitter at watch this underscore movie or Brett at positively wolf one. You can email us at watch this movie at yahoo.com. Check out our website at wtmwatchthismovie.com. And please rate and review, subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcast apps. We will check you later. Guess we'll see you around. All right, check you later. Bye. Wait, man, why are you always such a dork, man? What are you talking about? Check you later. Check you later. Hey, man, you're off my case.